Welcome, welcome, welcome to another show on ITRN. This is ITRNRadio.com. We've got a great show for you this afternoon, and thank you for joining us. It is a hump day. It is the very first day of June. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, isn't time flying. Well, thank you for joining us right here on ITRNRadio.com. This is going to be a great show. We're going to talk about news and views that you can use. We're going to talk about all of the issues, and I believe we also have guests coming in. So we've got a lot going on. And before I let you go, we also want you to know that the Kingdom Day Parade is coming back, and it will be celebrated on June 20th of this year, the day after Juneteenth, the day that Juneteenth will be celebrated. So you want to join us, you want to come on in and make sure that you get there in Los Angeles, California to the Kingdom Day Parade. It's going to be a great one. So come on back. Folks, you are listening to the Intentional Talk Radio Network. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. It is time for Common Communities with Sheila Enrique, and we're going to talk about all those things that come under the Homeowners Association. And if you listen to us all the time, and I'm sure that you do, right here on ITRN Radio, we've got a great show for you this afternoon. So come on back, folks, at the top of the hour, and we're just about there. You can get this broadcast and all of the other broadcasts on itrnradio.com and also on your favorite podcast platforms. Join us right now. It is time for Common Communities. 
Hello, everyone. Good evening. So happy to be here tonight. So tonight we have a very special special guest. Charlotte Keith is here with us. Charlotte, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Wonderful. Hello, everyone. It's nice to be with you this evening. Uh, my name is Charlotte Keith, and I reside in the Spring Meadows community. Um, and um, I'm just here to learn and to share what I know about our community and for hopes for improvements, etc. I've been here for approximately 15 years, um, and it's been interesting over this time period. I've seen some good things and some not so great things, but I'm just, you know, here to share with you all and to learn as much as I can from you all as well. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you for being with us tonight. So we're going to start off by talking about what a common ownership community is because some people don't really recognize that or what they are, um, condominiums, HOAs, and um, co-ops and other common interest communities like land owned and stuff like that. Um, so this is taken from CAI, Communities Association Institute. It says more than 74.1 million Americans reside in homeowner associations, condominium communities, cooperatives, and other planned communities. All of these communities, more than 347,000 nationally, share a few essential goals, preserving the nature and character of their community, providing services and amenities to residents, protecting property value values and meeting the established operation of owners. But we know that that doesn't always happen. So we're going to talk about that a bit tonight. Colette, did you want to say something? Yes, I sure do. Thank you for having me. One of the things that I want to know, and I think more than us defining that, is what is the definition of a condo? What is the de definition of an apartment? Because if you stop and think about it, condos were originally just apartments. And somebody bought it and came up with the big idea to call it a condominium home. Okay. In California, condos are, are just apartments. Yeah. They're, they're just apartments. And there's nothing different. They don't upgrade. They don't change anything. They'll change the name on the wall. They might put a bush right there and a bush back there. They might, I don't know, that would be it. They don't give you any more square footage. They don't give you any more uh, pool space. They don't give you a garage. They don't give you a fireplace. They don't change the face of it at all. Yeah. What makes it a condo? as opposed to it remaining as an apartment. And I don't know exactly when apartments changed over from apartments to now becoming condos, and they change it to a condo specifically because if it's a condo, the price goes up. Yeah. The price goes up, and they can now say that you have a homeowner's association fee because we have grounds to keep in public. The maintenance staff, they're mm -hmm. there either way. Yeah. So, right. it, can, can I, I just jump in here? I don't know if this is the correct order or not, um, but 
in my opinion and what I've always believed the difference to really be or the distinction is that one applies to ownership and the other applies to rental. And so when you're an owner of a condominium, then, you know, it affects your taxes um, in addition to everything else. So that's the biggest difference, in my opinion, uh, between an apartment and then a condominium. In most apartments, you're unable to claim that against your taxes, so you don't get any kind of, of county or state benefits from it. And that would be my opinion. That's, that is part of it. In the state of... So I'm gonna, in the state of Maryland, we have different kinds of condominiums. Um, we have the ones that look like townhomes. And then we have the ones like what you mentioned, like one to four floors is usually how far the ones in Maryland go. But, um, yeah, but the ownership is what's really key. Right. Yeah. Right. A lot of people don't realize what they're owning. They look at it and they're like, oh, it's a townhouse. No, you're actually owning yeah. a condominium, you know, not a townhouse. So that's what's the most important thing. So when you're buying, it's important, again, to look Absolutely. at what you're so owning. A condo ownership, a townhouse ownership, an apartment rentership, leasing, okay? But there is a distinction in that regard. However... When the homeowners association comes in, in a condo complex or a townhouse, a, co- a, a homeowners association is going to charge you whatever they see fit. They don't have a scale. They don't have a scale. They don't have a protocol. They don't have a process. Their process is it's going to be $400 a month. We got units here and it's going to be $400 a month because that's what we want. It doesn't have to have a rhyme, nor does it have to have a reason. It's just what they want. Now, why why does somebody have to pay such an exorbitant amount? When you've got, in a complex, you've got anywhere from 100 to 500 units. And if everybody is paying $400 a month, that's a little bit of change. Okay? I'd like for somebody, I'd like for... For 500 people to pay me five, 400, $500 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So there's no, once again, there's no rhyme or reason for any of this, mm-hmm. but people pay it. And, and Sheila, you know, Shaw, she has a, a condo in Palm Springs, $725 a month. Tell me why. How we- would that? possibly make sense. Right. Mm-hmm. We calculated how much her community as a whole pays. And I think it was one million sixty six thousand a year or something like that. Yeah. Okay. It was how that makes a sense. Month. Right. A month. A month. A month. A month. That was what I said. And why they need that kind of money and what they're doing with it. Yeah. Because everybody has a right to know why the the W's what, where, when, how, and why? Right. Why are we paying that much? Mm-hmm. Where's the money going? Mm-hmm. Who set the laws down? What are we paying for? Why is it you make a million dollars on this and we benefit not? Nothing. Mm-hmm. 
They're complexes. In fact, you have a guest that comes on and she's had horrible issues with the HOA. They have charged those people so much money. She could have bought a brand new home. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's wrong. And there's nobody standing up for the homeowner. No, it's not. There's nobody standing up for the homeowner. And when you, yeah. And when you take it to your, um, legislative branches, then they stall on it. We had one bill passed that was for the reserve studies in lieu of what happened, um, to, to that condominium out in Florida. And that one passed and all the other ones pretty much were stuck up on the shelf, you know, until January of 2023, you know, and most of them working on their campaigns right now. But where does that leave us, the homeowners? You know, we're still waiting. And not to mention, and I want to also mention that these bills came across their laps before. This isn't the first time. It's been across their laps multiple times. and. The only rational reason I can think of is that they're just, a lot of them work together because I can't understand like what you said, Colette, what Charlotte said, and what I've been saying is that this is national. It's not just happening in California. It's not just happening here in the state of Maryland. It's across the country. And I can show you some or read you some statistics so that you know that so that the the listeners know that this is true. It's on point. So HOA uh, statistics. This was updated back in April 23rd, 2022. So this, I'm going to just read this part right now that goes from state to state. And I'll read off a couple of the states. And this is the percentages of homes that people own in these states, um, where it's popularized, the population. Um, in California, how many people live in these uh, common ownership communities? The population for California is 35.6%, and the percentage of home-owning residents is 64.9%. i am going to just read off the ones that's been confirmed. In Florida, 44.5%. And 67.3%. Illinois, 30.0% and 45.5%. In Maryland, 17% and 25.4%. Missouri, 14.9% and 22.2%. New York, 18.8% and 35.2%. 1%. North Carolina, 25.9% and 39.7%. In South Carolina, 25.9% and 36.8%. Virginia, 23.2% and 35.1%. And Washington State, 31.0% and 49.1%. So those are high numbers. There's no reason why legislation shouldn't pass on behalf of these homeowners who own common ownership community. It's pretty obvious that the need is there. And a lot of people are now coming forward, you know, talking about how they suffer in their own communities. You know, and it's a shame because 
they own their home and they're just homeowners who want to live in their communities peacefully and some are actually harassed. I've ex- experienced harassment in my own community myself, um, which is like you said, it's a shame. And those kind of things shouldn't be happening because we mind our business. We abide by the bylaws right. and take care of our home, the inside right. and the outside. And we're not doing anybody any harm. If I ask to see documents, which I am privileged to according to my bylaws, if I want to see financial documents, why do you want to charge me and the other homeowners $350 each? We're all there at the same time. We all want to view the documents at the same time. But you want to charge each one $350? Why? What? For what? Yeah, what? Exactly. Well, according to them, it's because their employee is utilizing their time, you know, to spend with us to get us the documentation that we need. And then they have to make copies. Well, I said, well, you don't really have to make copies for us. You can send it electronically. We could start off there. But yeah, we could start I, off there and look at it electronically and then um, take it from there. But go ahead, Charlotte. Now, I was just going to comment and say that the harsh reality is that their employee is really our employee. We pay for that. We pay for that service. We pay for their um, involvement. We pay for, you know, them to have their facility, to have that copier and that paper. All of that is already being paid for by the homeowners that are paying their association fee. And so in actuality, it's not their employee who has to do this. It's our employee who has to do this. She's absolutely right. That's what needs to be stated to them. Don't get it twisted. You have that out of order. The proper order is the fact that as a homeowner, I'm entitled to this because I pay my fee. That's right. And that was addressed as well, you Mm -hmm. know, but it didn't fly. So I thought about legislation being written so that the homeowner's fee, monthly fee that you pay in your community, community or however often you pay it, be utilized for documentation. There's no reason why it shouldn't, because like you just said, you pay for that. Each homeowner pays for that service. But yeah, but, that's that's how they played that. But even even as that. But let you, me just add one little thing. But that what they're doing, they're utilizing that as a deterrent. And that's all. They just don't want you to see what they're doing. It's just a deterrent. That's why they put those high fees up there. That's all it is. That's all it is. And, but, and and that's not only a deterrent, but what they're hoping is that you don't have the attitude or the aptitude mm-hmm. to challenge them. Exactly. So they hope that you don't challenge them mm-hmm. and that you don't come back and say, legally, you can't charge me anything. They Every time I pay my dues, they're working for me. They're working for everybody in this community. You can't double charge me for anything. You're already charging me an exorbitant fee at no justification. But they want you to listen to them and not listen to your gut because they are not doing what's Mm -hmm. really right and lawful. Because I'm telling you, homeowners associations, I don't care where it is, whether it is a condominium complex, a townhouse complex, they are not legal binding entities. 
know that. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing, they're doing these things in hopes that you don't challenge them. That's all. And in addition to that, I think that they're also hoping that particularly if you're the type of person who initiated that conversation with them and then they put the stop on it, that you'll be able to carry that back to others who might have that idea in your community too. And then they would start feeling like, oh, well, Sheila couldn't get it. You know, I know I couldn't get it, et cetera. So they try to use all of those sort of tactics as a way to deter people mm -hmm. from ending mm -hmm. up to their own rights, mm -hmm. you know. And a lot of times, frankly, people don't have a lot of time or what have you. And so the minute they realize that there's going to be some stagnant, there's going to be some resistance, there's going to mm -hmm. be some sort of stopgap, then they're mm -hmm. less encouraged to pursue it further. That is true. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a deterrent. And that's exactly what it is. And they, um, people who are aware and like you said, challenge them, then they start harassing you. Yes. You know, if you don't back off, so to speak, well, why should a homeowner have to back off? That's right, their yeah. documentation. That's their money. You know, right. we all are in a condominium regimen and that is considered an entity, mm -hmm. one entity. So all homeowners share in the profit and losses of the community. Right. So right. if that's the case, then me paying you my money, I should be privileged to that information. You know, I recently asked for um, invoices because our invoices used to be attached to the financial documents, which in my opinion should be anyway, copies of it at least. So I was told that because they have a, a software um, that they use where you can make your payments and where you can look at um, documentation and stuff like that. And the financials are uploaded in there as well. So I went, I went through every single menu, every sub menu and sub sub menu if, if there was one at that, in that particular sub menu. And I couldn't find the invoices. So my common sense said, well, you have a treasurer. Why don't you just contact her? So I contacted her. And the management company, and I asked them if they could please tell me where the invoices are located because I can't find it. Oh, they gave me to run around for days and days and days. And I said to the treasurer, you know, you make yourself look fishy when you do stuff like that. You, it makes it look like you're hiding something because why wouldn't you give me that information? You're the treasurer. You should know where those invoices are. You're the one who's approving them as treasurer well she still didn't send it to me for days and then finally she says oh well they were uploaded and then they downloaded them and now they're off the system and filed away what you see how fishy this looks and then the management company she said oh well you know they're in there they're in the menu Sheila you just have to take a look I'm asking for something so simple at least give me the path. Is it under financials and then another submenu and then the invoices are there or something? That's all I'm asking you for. And they wouldn't even give me that. They just wanted to give me a hard time, which raises a lot of questions. So who do you go to when things like that happen? Well, you can go to the attorney general's office, but they can't enforce anything. 
All they do is mediation. But we have Montgomery County in the state of Maryland that can enforce. They have enforceable um, laws there. And that was set up by their county council people. But these are some of the things that we go through as homeowners, especially when they don't like you. But if they like you, then you get special things done to your home. You get what practically whatever you ask for, you know. So you have those homeowners who <laughs> know how to oh, work the system. <laughs> yeah, work the system so that mm-hmm. they can get what they want. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then you have the homeowners who are stuck and they don't, like you said, they have no Osbudsman. They have no office in in their county or in the state where they can go to get the help that they need. It's just totally unfair. Have you ever experienced that, Colette? Yes and no. The things that go on. I've never, well, yes, I have. I have lived in a townhouse complex where they didn't say much to me because I was very familiar with the area. I knew what was going on and I knew how to mitigate things. But because they know that most homeowners, one, they don't have the prowess to go through all of the things that the associations will go through. The management company is And what people are forgetting is that the management company is an arm of the association. So the association is made up of homeowners. It ain't no homeowners association. It is not, even though it's called a homeowners association. Right. It is. It is not because it's not in favor of the homeowner. So I'm I'm moving over. I'm going to pivot. That's why Sheila needs to be a commissioner for homeowners across the country. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we have these discussions, when we pull out all of this information, it's got to be information that is documented, that we talk about our experiences, such as this one. We talk about our experiences and why there should be a nationwide commission on homeowners yeah. associations. Absolutely. Okay. Because right now, today in 2020, it is not in favor of the homeowner. I don't care where you go. I don't care what you are, where it is, whether it's a complex or a single family dwelling. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And HOA is all the same. They are not legal binding entities. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, I, I read those statistical numbers, but they're still being built all over the country. They're still being built daily. Listen to this. Um, homeowner associations in the United States manage 355,000 communities with an average of 22 new associations forming every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 80% of newly constructed homes sold in 2020 were part of a HOA community. 53% of all homeowners live in HOA communities. 
$250 is the average monthly HOA membership fee for a single family home. 40 million housing units are part of HOA communities. Roughly 4,000 new HOA communities form each year. So it's not going away. And, but still, it's really increasing. And you might ask yourself, I mean, I'm sure that's part of your question here. It's like, well, why? Uh, and I think the harsh reality, because we have to kind of get it away from just the homeowners, the association, and start looking at these states and these counties. They also benefit yes. a great deal of having yes. these homeowner associations involved. Think about like our community where we don't control our water, as an example. Do you know that what it would have taken for this community to have been built correctly, where each homeowner is in control of their own water that what it would have taxed on the county and the state they would have it would have cost a fortune to do that and so what do they do they build up these little communities they make all-in-one inclusive kind of like services like your utilities and your waters and you know and services of that nature um they have have it so that you the community has to pay to pick up their trash or to pay to to mow the lawns and to pick up the snow or whatever the Mm -hmm. other debris may be or whatever all of that supports the county's in addition to everything else this is why they don't have that vested interest Right. And trying to diminish the associations like they should. Yeah. Because it benefits them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And again, too, that is why these laws or bills that are written either don't pass or get put up on a shelf because exactly. they have their hand in there too. Some of them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's benefiting all of them all the way around and the homeowners were the ones who gets messed over yeah and that's you know that's no that's a no-go it should not be that way so it's going to take the homeowners as i've always been saying to stand up and have a voice because if you sit there and you just think that you know sucking up to them is going to get you what you want maybe for a while but remember board of directors or governing bodies they change too our elections are every year so you don't know who you're going to get on your board of directors and it could be good it could be bad but i tell you when i got on my board of directors in 2009 was much better than it is now um but over time again board of directors change governing bodies change and you don't know when you're going to get a rogue board of directors. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's, um, I'm going to read this bitch trial real quick from Dr. Clark. This happened some years ago, but he was trying to get his documentation too. And they was giving him a problem. It says following a two day bench trial, the circuit court rendered its decisions on October 16, 2013. The court decided, among other things, to deny Mr. Clark's request to inspect the written advice of Harborview's counsel, but entered a permanent injunction in joining Harborview and Zalco from denying Dr. Clark's request 
to inspect and copy legal invoices and billing records concerning Dr. Clark, his family, and the unit. The court also enjoined Harborview and Zalco from refusing to provide Dr. Clark any future emails between Harborview and Zalco concerning the financial well-being of Harborview and required that they comply with any future requests by Dr. Clark for emails concerning the financial well-being of Harborview. Now, something like this is inside your bylaws, you know, and it's common sense. Again, we just spoke about that, you know, about homeowners sharing in the profit and losses of the association or community and um, being an entity. So the man is just requesting his documentation that concerns him and his home and his family, and he can't even get it. So he had to go to court. And that's the other thing. That's one of the, a huge problem is that homeowners now have to spend money going to court, taking these governing bodies and spending more money, you know, which puts a strain on their household. I know a family that spent $20,000, another one that spent uh, over 3000 going, talking to a lawyer, 20000 actually went to court. They won. You know, luckily, um, another one spent about $10,000. Where's money like that? Now, that's criminal. When you really stop and think about it, that is criminal. Why would people, why should people have to spend that kind of money, take that money away from their homes and their families to defend themselves against an association that is supposed to benefit them? Yes. It's their part Why? of the fiduciary stu- duty, exactly. Why would anybody want to be involved with an HOA? Yeah, that is because so true. If, if that if that happens to one, it happens to some, it happens to everybody. Whether it is a single family dwelling or not, they HOAs will find a way to make sure that they get everybody. They're going to find a way. So no, it doesn't have to make sense. It does not have to make sense because in all these years, nobody has challenged the HOAs and the management companies of these HOAs for any reason. But you Absolutely. have every reason in the world to challenge them and to bring them to pass. You need Absolutely. They need to be brought to task because they are not doing anything that benefits the homeowner. It's called homeowner association. Yes. Homeowners should benefit. Absolutely. And and we've had, I think maybe two, no, yeah, two real estate agents and one mortgage banker who has said, when I asked the question, I don't want to pay homeowners association dues. I don't want to have anything to do with the HOA. We'll find another house where there is no HOA. That's wrong. Yes. That, Yes, it is. That's wrong. Yeah. And the audacity. Mm -hmm. Yes. The audacity. They tell Mm -hmm. me where I can purchase my Audacity. You're Mm going to tell me that I have to go find another home and this is my dream home. This is my American dream Mm -hmm. home. And you're going to tell me that I've got to go find another home because I don't want to deal with the HOA. That should be my option. You can't tell me Mm -hmm. that I have to deal with them or... Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and stop and think about it. That means the HOAs are holding us hostage. Yes, they <laughs> yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Oh, yep. They're holding us hostage. How wrong is that? Very wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. How wrong is that? Yeah. So if 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 not if this persists for another thirty years, oh, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, me either. I can't even imagine. Something needs to be done. Something Mm -hmm. needs to be done. And if there's legislation in favor of the association, in favor of the management company, why is there no legislation in favor of the homeowner? Homeowner, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bingo, exactly. Yep. Okay, so why isn't there anything? In favor of the homeowner. Exactly. They say there is, but when, and I've gone to a lot of different, um. Find it, find it, prove it. <laughs> exactly. Bingo. That's exactly what I was going to say. They say there is, but not really. No, there is. Like I, like I just mentioned the attorney general's office. They only mediate. They're not enforceable. And I'm talking about the attorney general's office in the state of Maryland they have no enforceable powers right. so if they cannot enforce it if they don't have anything on their books that enforces any kind of law or legislation or anything in favor of homeowners there's something wrong in Denmark there's something wrong we got a problem Houston. It's a big problem. Okay. And and the only people that can fix yeah, it are homeowners. Exactly. They really need to stick together mm-hmm. and enforce it and put people in office who's actually going to help the homeowners and, and, you know and their constituents. Yes. And you know what? Think about it. There's an election in California. There are elections all over the country. Yes. There are elections going on in Texas. There are elections going on in Georgia. Elections going on in D.C., elections all over the country. Not one candidate ever speaks in favor of homeowners and against homeowners associations. Not one. And they don't want to either. They don't want to. They don't want to. Oh, my goodness. When I mention it and I see my peers (laughs) mentioning it, you should see how they just Yeah, because they just get all tied in the face and the body. Of course they do. Of course they do. Because guess what? Because HOAs are really not legal binding bodies. That's why they get all tight. Because they're not legal binding bodies. And that candidate will never know how to fight for the homeowner against the HOA and the management company. So that candidate who is running for that office... Mm-hmm. He's saying, "Don't don't bring it up because I can't do it." Yeah, because they're right. worried more about their statue and um, right getting back in office. Can and I throw out something else? Sure. Yeah, I think something else that needs to be considered and looked at, and why this will never change, is the institutions that finances these mortgages and support these homeowner associations to putting these 
um, fees in place, first of all, and then being allowed to put these liens up against a homeowner's if they don't pay. So in some sort of way, you know, if these financial institutions that are financing the mortgages, the 15, 30 year, whatever, extended mortgages, you know, or what have you, if they didn't work along with these associations, mm-hmm. so to speak, then they couldn't do what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a chain effect. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all working together pretty much. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're the ones who's getting slaughtered. Exactly. Exactly. We really are. And we are the only ones, the homeowners I'm talking about, who can change that. Yep. So we're going to Because the pressure has to be put on everybody, every yep. entity, every organization that yes. is involved yes. in this whole thing yeah. um, mm-hmm. that, you know, it goes against the homeowners or what have you. It's yeah. better, you know, you got people that are struggling to pay their regular mortgage rate. And then on exactly. top of that, you're talking about paying some absorbent yes. HOA fee. Um, Impossible and, lawyer and fee fees. for what? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. fee for what? You know, I mean, I... I has not been open in I don't know maybe two years out of the fifteen that I've lived here. It seems like I don't know, and it's like, what is that? What's that all about? How is that possible? What are my fees going to? Yeah, and you're still paying your fees every month, and if you didn't yes. pay your fee, they'd come after you. But yeah. do you have a right to go after oh, yeah. them because oh, yeah. for they don't for the things that they yeah. don't do? Yes, and and Sheila's other guest, does she have a right? to come after them for the $20,000 that she had to get to pay them to take care of the roof, all mm-hmm. the money that they get, and people still had to take out loans. They and they mm-hmm. suggested that people take out a loan to send them the money to take care of the roof. Mm-hmm. I would have said you lost your every <laughs> everlasting mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. each all each homeowner had to pay $27,000, but this was from the developers. Yeah. who put in faulty windows, faulty terrace doors, and these homeowners, 55-plus community, started getting all of this water inside of their homes. And then the insurance took care of a certain part of, of the problem, but then the homeowners had to pay the rest. And that equivalated to about $27,000. And they was like, oh, you got to pay it and blah, blah, blah. And some of them couldn't you know, pay it, so they sell in their homes. And then some had to go into their retirement money. It's, it's, it's horrible. This is just horrible treatment of homeowners. So, and it's something needs to be done. Yes, it's horrible. If, some, if homeowners don't do something about it, it's going to persist and it's yeah. getting worse. It is mm-hmm. getting worse. So I, my suggestion is that all of these people who are running for office, mm-hmm. Karen Bass, in LA, Rick Caruso, uh, uh, all of the people who are running for an office in, in Texas, Beto O'Rourke, who's running for governor, all of these people need to be approached. Yes. What are you going to do for homeowners? Yes. What are you going to do to disband HOAs that are not benefiting homeowners? That's right. What are you going right. to do? Because yes. it's high time that it's all stopped. Yep. And I do. And I think that I do approach them and I ask them that very question. But some homeowners don't 
even know where to start. And I'm trying to be in my community, at least in surrounding com- communities, a voice so that people know where to turn and what they really can do. And there's not much out there currently. But like you said, you can approach these people who are running for office and who are still in office, you know, what the needs are. And if you don't have a voice, then like you said, it's never going to change. And again, as we saw, they're fine because they're still building these communities, these COCs. They're building the communities, but do not get it twisted. They are in cahoots for the money. Absolutely. It's always about the money, right? What they say, follow the money. Follow the money. It's Mm -hmm. all about the money. Oh, yeah. So, so how can you justify paying $700, $500, $400, $300 when you've got 600 people, 600 unity, and it takes that kind of money to maintain, to do, to take care of these, right. these units, really? Mm-hmm. And you ain't paying that every day? And every mm-hmm. single month you're collecting this kind of money plus late fees, plus yes. all the other things that you do to take money away from homeowners. Mm-hmm. Really? You ain't taking care of a city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not taking care of a city. Yeah. You're not paying exorbitant salaries. You're not paying a million dollars a year for anybody to work for the HOA. Gotcha. You're not paying the homeowners. So some of the owners know. might be getting that. <laughs> So just think about it. Okay, so let me give it to you this way. And Sheila, I don't mean to take over your show. No, go ahead. You're doing fine. Years ago, back in the 70s and 80s, there was this stuff called payola. Do either one of you know what payola is? Mm -mm. No. Okay. Payola was, was a term that was used at radio stations because people would come in, the managers and A&R people and publicists and talent agents would come in and pay disc jockeys to pay to play the music that their clients Mm -hmm. wrote and wanted to get out. So they called it unfair. Payola was unfair. Because it gave people who could pay, it gave them a leg up to get their music played. It gave them the advantage because Mm -hmm. that manager is going to pay a thousand dollars to get my song, my 45 played three times on the air in a two hour period, two times the first hour, two times the second hour. Yeah, that's worth a thousand dollars. So payola was outlawed. You can no longer pay a disc jockey, a radio announcer, to get music on the air. It's illegal. It is illegal. So you mean to tell me that can be deemed as illegal? Mm-hmm. But HOAs can. Right. Let's make that make sense, y'all. Okay. That paying that disc jockey or that announcer. Who does that hurt? Absolutely nobody. You're not taking money away from homeowners. You're not taking money away from homes. 
you're not infringing upon any homeowners, the, the American dream. In fact, what you're doing is really making sure that those so-called artists get their music paid, played, so they can make money and buy, okay? So how is it HOAs they want to do? They get, they get paid, and it's illegal for them. Mm -hmm. Wow. Does someone say something else? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go go ahead, Sheila. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I was just going to go over some information of um, Montgomery County Common Ownership Community. It's the Commission on Common Ownership Communities. And I just wanted to put a couple of things down as to what they do and why they were even formed to begin with. Now, this isn't for the entire state of Maryland. It's just for the county of Montgomery County. So what is the purpose of the commission? It was established in 1991. The commission, the commission has several functions meant to increase property values and improve the quality of life in common ownership communities. These include advising the county executive and the county council on issues affecting COCs and suggesting legislative solutions, promoting public awareness of the legal rights and obligations of residents in a COC, providing educational programs and technical assistance to owners and board members, resolving disputes between residents and their associations, get the facts uh, about COC law. And then there is a link and you can Google this as well. It's Montgomery County, the Commission on Common Ownership Communities, CCOCs. And this, if this entire state of Maryland had something like this, it would, things would be so much better for homeowners. And that's what the Bill of Rights was written for, that legislation bill was written exactly for that reason. And it mimics this in some ways, but not in every way. It's more broader um, as to the rights of homeowners. And it also talks about creating an office for homeowners who own COCs that, as we was talking about, where they can go and get the solutions that they need um, and not have to worry about getting a lawyer and paying these hundreds of tens of thousands of dollars. Exactly. So Charlotte, do you see why I am really, this is intense for me. I want Sheila to form a board and commission and be. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. No, I I, I fully support that. Um, Yeah, it is very important. And and like I've always shared with Sheila, I appreciate her um, wholeheartedly um, for standing up and and speaking out and uh, representing. And I I think that, you know, that would be a fantastic role for her. Um, And not just for her, but it would also benefit us. It would benefit me personally. Um, So, yes, I sure do. So needed. Mm -hmm. So needed. I also wanted to read who the members of the commission is because I think that's really important. So currently uh, it says the 15 volunteer members of the commission include eight owners 
or residents of common ownership communities and seven professionals associated with common ownership communities. And they comprise of attorneys, property managers, realtors, and developers. Um, designees of the County Council, the Planning Board, the Departments of Environmental Protection, Housing and Community Affairs, Permitting Services, Transportation, and the Office of Consumer Protection, or ex officer officer uh, I think that's how you pronounce that. Non-voting officio. Officio, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Non-voting members of the commission. So the reason that the, a commission needs to be formed is mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. How about yes. this one? Okay. Okay. One, because there is no, no binding governing body who stands in support of the homeowners. Right. Because the homeowners association is not it. No. Okay. And self-governance, it doesn't work. Self-governance never works. Look at all of the politicians who are in jail based on self-governance. Or should be. Or should be. (laughs) Absolutely. We know know somebody who's orange, and we're all waiting (laughs) for him to go. Yes. I'm just dictatorship. (laughs) Want to be a dictator. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. So my point is, the commission, the commission on home ownership, homeowners associations should be there and act as an ombudsman, a commission to make sure that there is fair and equitable and transparency. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Every, every association Absolutely. and the management companies like Lord and management, Lord and management is across the country. But all they're doing is stealing money. Mm-hmm. That's all they're doing. When and a I lot hear, of them do that. When I hear that Lord and Management is in D.C., in Maryland, in Indiana, in Chicago, I'm going, they're not in jail? Right. How come they're not in jail? And right. they should be. Mm-hmm. And they should be. Yes. Okay. Because all they're doing is taking money. And they do not have any transparency at all. They're wow. not ever transparent. And, the and that's why. That's right. And the homeowners association that I am most familiar with, they did everything they could to justify their existence and could yeah. not do it. And what they did, they, was, they asked us, can you send us some recipes? I'm going to send you a recipe and it's going to be right across my forehead in this phone call be called Kong I Song Song Long Yong A Song Song. <laughs> because you. <laughs> you don't belong there yeah you have no rhyme or reason to be there and there's no rhyme or reason for me to pay you this money every month and i know people that they've gone into their bank accounts and they've yes that's what? how how tough the homeowners association thinks they are yes lord management please mm-hmm Yes, if if a homeowners association can foreclose on a home, how is it they get a right to foreclose on a home? Yeah, they can. How is that? I know. When I yeah, when I found that out, I was like, huh? How is it they can foreclose on a veteran home? That that 
don't pass nothing. Take your happy derriere to jail. You don't have a right. Go straight to jail. You don't have a right. And what they do is they get some some lofty, ignorant attorney who don't mind being low down. That's all they do. That's all Mm -hmm. they do. Mm -hmm. How could you do something like that? Yeah. Over $27 a month. A veteran Mm. who's over Mm. in the fighting the Iraqi for the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fighting for the country. You're going to take his home. Anybody. How do you put people out of their home when they have kids? Mm -hmm. And you're not a bank. You're Mm -hmm. not a bank. You're not a mortgage company. As a Mm -hmm. matter of fact, you're nothing. Mm -hmm. So how is it you get that much power? Mm -hmm. Something needs to happen. It's got to stop. It has got to stop. And I believe the the first place it should happen, Sheila needs to form a commission. Bylaws need to be written. Folks need to know that we're coming for you. Mm-hmm. I got something for you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes. Amen. Let me, um, I wanted to read this real quick um, on the agenda for the commission, the one in Montgomery County. It says the agenda of each commission meeting includes the review of potential complaints to determine if they fall within the commission's jurisdiction. If they do, panels and dates will be set for hearing the complaints. A hearing panel is usually made up of an independent volunteer chair, one resident commissioner, and one professional commissioner. A schedule of upcoming hearings is available upon request. So again, if anyone wants to know, you can Google Montgomery County, the Commission on Common Ownership Communities, CCOC, and it'll be listed there as well. So I just also wanted to let everyone know how they can contact us. Our email address is united for the number four homeowners with an S on the end at gmail.com. So that's united for homeowners at gmail.com. So if you have any questions or just want to contact us because of what you're going through in your community and you feel like it's unfair, feel free to contact us and let's get something done about this. Absolutely, absolutely. And Sheila, even though there is no formal commission formed right now, you're doing absolutely the right thing by letting people know that they can contact you and they can talk about their issues because there are a multitude of people with a multitude of issues about the HOAs and and their crooks who are the management companies. Yes. So you're, yeah, you're in cahoots with. Mm-hmm. That's who they're in cahoots with. They're literally stealing money from homeowners and, and yes. nobody's saying anything about it. Nope. Nope. Nobody's nope. saying anything about it. That's basically what's happening. They're stealing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's colored as lawfully. And it is. Yes. And the worst thing about the management companies, they don't even have to be licensed. No, they don't. No, nope. right. they're not. Yeah, when they're not they they should mm-hmm. be licensed. They, they should, should be licensed. They're they not, handle millions of dollars of homeowners' right. money. They're, they're not CPAs. They're not, their behalf. they're not attorneys. Nope. They're not accountants. They're mm-hmm. not anybody. They're not bankers. They're, they're not, not special. They're not, no, they're not special. They, <laughs> they, 
they're special and I got a real special name for them. <laughs> Thanks okay. to everybody for joining us All right. tonight. Thank the you. Thank you for Take having Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. And you have been listening to Comic Communities with Sheila Enriquez. And thank you so much, Sheila. It's been a pleasure as usual. You got a lot of work to do, Sheila. You got a lot to do. You are commissioner. (laughs) Thanks. You take care now. You too. Thank you for listening to itrnradio.com. You can find this and all of our broadcasts on itrnradio.com and all of your favorite, your major podcast platforms. Join us today at five for another great show right here in the mix on itrnradio.com. Have a good evening. Be safe. Wear your mask because the stuff ain't gone nowhere. Take care of yourself and someone else. Have a good evening. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.